0: He wants you to quit. Keep that in mind this morning. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. If you're there, say, I got it. Okay, some of you need some help. It is just before the book of James. Therefore, We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who, for the joy that was set before him, endured. Everyone say, endured. No, come on. Wake up this morning. Say, endured. He endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Go back to the first part of verse 1. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I want to talk to you this morning about running your race with endurance and not quitting. And what do you do when you fall? And we're going to discover some things this morning. But before we do that, I want to answer a few questions from the scripture. Who is this great cloud of witnesses that the Bible is referring to? Who, who might that be, that great cloud of witnesses? It says, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Who do you think that is? Who could that be? Very good. All the saints and the believers who have gone on before us. Imagine this great big banister in heaven. From which everyone, all the saints are looking over. And they may not know you personally. They may not be related to you. But they're watching who's going to choose Christ. Who's going to choose to honor him. Who's going to serve him and live for him all the days of his life or her life. There's a great cloud of witnesses in heaven. And they have already run the race. And now they're cheering you on. Well, it says, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. What is a weight? Very good. A weight is something that brings you down. A weight is something that brings you down. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. And what is sin? Good job again. Sin is a stumbling block, and it causes you to trip and fall. Now, you got some good images there. Go ahead and bring those up. See, there we go. A weight is something that pulls you down, and sin is something that causes you to trip and fall. Now, what do we do? how many of you, you try your best to make good decisions? How many of you, even in trying your best, have made some bad decisions? Okay. Now, the point is not so much that you've made a bad decision, but what are you going to do with that decision you've made? Now, what the best thing to do is to learn from that mistake and not make that decision again. Does everyone agree with that? Now, Most of us aren't that quick, are we? We're a little slow on the uptake. And so what we might do is we might make the same wrong decision and hope to get different results. Don't we do that? Now, do you know what that's called? Do you know what that is? That's called insanity. (laughs) That's called insanity. In fact, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing, hoping to get different results. So (laughs) many of us are insane sometimes when we make the same wrong decision and hope to get different results. Now, there's something else that we can do too. We could make the same wrong decision knowing full well the results we're going to get. And the Bible describes that as foolishness. Now, we all learn differently. Many of us have to walk into the wall a few more times to realize, oh, there's a wall there. I should go around that wall. You ever had to walk into something? I, I, was, watch- I was at a church a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's so bad. You know, we have these glass doors here. I always feel bad for the kids. The kids don't yet understand depth perception, and they don't yet know that that is not the outside. That is a glass door. And I just watched this kid just beeline right into this door, and I, I felt so bad. I mean, he just—you know—and you know what was even worse is that that smudge mark was left on the on the window. It was so bad. Some of us have to walk into the wall a few more times before we realize we should go around. And this morning. We're always talking about making good decisions, and we're always talking about doing the right thing, but here's what I want you to understand. Everyone falls, and everyone stumbles, and the point is, what do you do when you fall? What do you do when you stumble? You see, I was a kid that sat in these same black chairs and didn't understand. I wanted to do what was right, but I found myself sometimes intentionally making bad decisions and sometimes trying to do what was right and still falling. And so I want to walk through a few things with you this morning. What I'd like you to do is turn over in your Bibles to the book of 1 Corinthians. The first thing I want to share with you this morning is that failure is not falling, but falling and refusing to get back up. You're not a failure when you fall. You've only failed when you fall and refuse to get back up. That's the first thing I want to share with you this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Sometimes up here from the pulpit or upstairs in our pulpit, you know, many of you don't have a personal relationship with Pastor John like I do. Many of you don't get to talk to him in person and and hear that he is human. And sometimes what happens is there's this gap between the person who's ministering and the people who are receiving, and sometimes when you're on the receiving end, you forget that the person who's standing up here is human and has to live out the same thing that you have to live out. And so it's important to learn, how do you fall well? How do you make a bad decision and get back up? Well, the first thing I want you to see is in First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. If you're there, say, I got it. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. For no temptation has overtaken you except such as common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation will also make for you the way of escape, that you might be able to bear it. Now, several months ago, we talked about temptation. We know that temptation does not come from God. But we know anything evil in this world comes from our adversary, our our enemy the devil and his whole point in life is to try to get you to quit Sometimes if you've seen a fight or you've seen a movie, the person who goes down and is going down hard and they know they're going down, they want to take as many people with them as they go down. And that's just the way the devil is. He knows he's going down, but he's trying to pull as many people down with him as he can. His whole point is to deceive you and to get you to quit. And sometimes when you look out, you say, oh, this person doesn't understand what I'm going through. This person could never even imagine what it's like to be me. The Bible says there's no temptation that's come against any one of us that is not coming. Common to everyone. So the first thing you have to understand is everyone stumbles, and temptation comes against everyone. Here's the next thing I want you to check out. James chapter 3, please. This message today is to help those who may be in a fallen state right now, and you need to get back up. This message today is to help those who might want to prepare for when they fall. And this message today, finally, is for those who are still a little bit too proud. You think you can't fall. James chapter 3. That's where everyone's supposed to say, oh, yeah, yeah. I worked on that one all morning, so. I thought so. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, I'm not in James, that's why. James chapter 3. James chapter 3, verse 2. Is everyone there? James chapter 3, 2 says, For we all stumble, for we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man and is able to bridle the whole body. Now, James, his whole purpose in writing what he's writing here is to explain that, listen, the tongue is the hardest thing to tame. But what he starts off by saying is, We all stumble. Every one of us meets temptation. Every one of us has an opportunity to make to either choose the temptation in sin or to choose the right path. And you know what? Be honest with yourselves. We don't always choose the right path. But the point this morning is, what do you do when you make a wrong decision? Well, before we get there, the last thing I want you to see is in the book of Hebrews. If you're in James, go back one book to the book of Hebrews chapter four. We're gonna walk through our Bible to find some scriptures this morning. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15 When you get there simply say I got it, I got it. Hebrews is just before the book of James Hebrews 4:15 says for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness but was in all points tempted as we are Yet without sin. Let me read that again. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. That's a double negative, which means it's a positive. Very good. Which means Jesus understands. Period. Everyone look up at me. Say this with me Jesus Jesus. understands. Right now, you're in an earth suit. This flesh that you have is your earth suit. It is not who you really are. It is bound and prone to sin because the body has not been redeemed yet. But the person inside of you is the spirit, and that has been redeemed if you're born again. And so Paul writes in the book of Romans, My spirit wants to do what's right, but my flesh always seems to do what's wrong. So Jesus understands because... He put on an earth suit. And so it's important for you to know you are not alone. Everyone is tempted and everyone stumbles. Now, we're all at different ends of the race. Somebody who's out there is not necessarily doing everything right, but they're not dealing with what I'm dealing with right now. I might be, uh, you know, being tempted in areas where you're not tempted in. Maybe for me it's a food issue and and a, a food temptation. You're like, I could care less about that. See, we're all on different levels And that doesn't make one greater than the other. The first point that you have to understand is everyone stumbles. The next thing that's important to understand is falling is not failing. When you fall down, it doesn't mean you have failed. Failure is not falling, but falling and refusing to get back up. Failure is not falling, but falling down and refusing to get back up. In Proverbs 24, verse 16, it says the righteous falls seven times, seven times, and rises again. Now, the number seven is very interesting. Where do you see the number seven first appear in our Bible? Very good. You guys are so smart. Genesis. And where in Genesis do you see the number seven first appear? Seven. Very good. But where does that seven? (laughs) Great. It's July, right? Everyone's checked out. This is summertime. <laughs> Seventh month? I'm like, uh, now I'm confused. Seven days. Thank you. Thank you for being serious this morning and, and, and helping me out because I'm starting to get confused. Seven days, right? Now, that number seven is such an important number because do we have eight days? No, I'll help you. No, we did Do we have six days? Do we have 12 days? No. We have seven days in the week, right? Right? You know why? Because that's a complete number. God established that the number seven would be a complete number from the beginning. A full week is seven days. So when Proverbs 24, 16 says, the righteous person falls seven times, it means the righteous person might fall completely, but he rises again. That might mean he might keep falling and keep falling and keep falling, but he rises again. Listen, you're not a failure because you've made a wrong decision, and you're not totally stopped from God's plan for you. Because you intentionally made the wrong choice. It's not the point that you made a wrong choice, it's what are you gonna do with that? Are you gonna learn and get back up and do it again, or are you gonna make the same wrong choice and continue to get the same results? Falling is not failing. Now, let me give you this example. How many of you in this room can ride a bike? I understand there's some who cannot ride a bike. So, how many of you in this room can ride a bike? If I handed you a bike, and just told you, hey, listen, go ride down the street. You know, the bike's right outside. Go ride down the street and go get me. Um, well, he looks kind of scared. <laughs> go ride down the street to Shallow's Bakery and get me a nice cinnamon bun. I love cinnamon buns. How many? That would be a hard problem. Would that be hard for anyone to take the bike that I have for you out there and ride down the street and get me that cinnamon bun? Now, how many of you could even ride with no hands? No hands. Some of you own the bike and can ride with no hands. Now... It wasn't always that way, was it? There was a time when you were that kid right there, right? And dad decided he's going to take off the training wheels and give you that push. And you turn around and you, look at me, dad. Look at me. Da- ah! Dad's not there, right? He's way back there. And you go, what happens? What happens? You fall. See, you're not going to have a problem riding a bike at 16 years old. Although I do understand we have some people in this room who cannot ride a bike and that is Okay. Who is the person I know? Faith, that faith, that's right. Deo too. <laughs> I knew we had people here who don't know how to ride a bike. Oh, you poor children. You never learned. Uh, well, so maybe Deo and Faith are still going to look like that. <laughs> and that's OK. that's OK. But for the rest of us, you're not going to be scared to get on the bicycle and go ride down the street because you've done it 101 times. But that first time that you stepped on the bike, you had to learn to pedal. And when dad and mom took off the training wheels, what did you learn? You had to learn balance. And can I just tell you something? Life is all about balance. Sometimes, watch this now, it's so important. Because I have to tell you, that I lived most of my teenage and young adult life I'm still a young adult, but it just means I've just learned this. Uh, feeling like I was a failure because I fell down. But life is all about balance. And sometimes you have to go a little bit to the right To get you back to center and sometimes you have to go a little bit to the left to get you back to the center and sometimes you go too far to the right and you fall down and you realize okay i won't go that far next time and so you get this fine balance where you know how to be on two wheels and just ride this bicycle and friends that's the way that life is you don't always do it right but it's not the fact that you did it wrong because just like when you were a kid you got back on that bike and you tried again and that's the whole point. You might fall down, and you might get bumped, and you might get bruises, and you might get scrapes, but you get back on the bike, and you do it again. There's a couple of people I want to share some stories about with you real quickly, and the first of them is Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is known as one of the, if not the greatest basketball player of all time. Michael Jordan, right there. I used to love to study this guy as a teenager. One of the if not the greatest basketball player of all time. And let listen and yet listen to some of his statistics. He lost almost 300 games. That's more than the average NBA player has court time in. He missed 9,000 shots at goal. Again, more shots than the average NBA player takes. And 26 times he was given the ball to take the winning shot and missed. He only had a 50% success rate when shooting the basket, when shooting the ball. Only a 50% success rate. Do you know what that means? He'd have to take two shots, one to miss and one to get in. And yet he's still known as one of the, if not the greatest basketball players of all time. And why is it? Because he refused to, to quit and he refused to give up on his game. It's been estimated that when he was a child all the way until he was playing in the NBA, Michael Jordan would practice 10 plus hours a day. He refused to quit. Michael Jordan said every time he fell, he failed, he said he used it as an opportunity to launch him towards a success. And so you have to realize you might miss a couple shots, and you might make some mistakes, but the point is not the shot you missed and the mistake you made. The point is, are you going to go at it again? See, if, his, if his, uh, his, his success rate was 50%, he would have to take two shots. Many of us would throw the first shot and miss it and walk away because we failed. No, but what about that second shot? What about going at it again? We are not a failure because we've fallen down. We only fail if we fall down and refuse to rise and refuse to get back up. Another person I want to tell you about this morning is Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is famous for refining what we have as the incandescent light bulb. Thomas Edison did not manufacture and invent the light bulb, but he refined it to its current state, and of course, it's gotten a lot better since then. Thomas Edison failed 9,999 times. Almost 10,000 times he tried to refine this light bulb and failed. There's a famous quote from Thomas Edison. I love it. It goes like this. Let me just find it real quick. Thomas Edison failed to refine the light bulb one of the few creations that he did not uh, create, but refined. Uh, he failed to do it so many times that it took him 10,000 attempts to get it right. He is quoted as saying, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that do not work. How many of us would have that strength on the inside to say, I haven't failed. I've just found another way that didn't work. I'm sure his friends and his family are saying, "Listen." You are by definition insane now because you're doing the same thing trying to get different results. And you know, when it comes to making a bad decision, you don't want to keep making the wrong decision. But on the positive side, when you're trying to learn how to do life and you're trying to do what's right, sometimes you make a mistake and sometimes you stumble and sometimes you fall. But you get back up, and you do it again. How many of us would have quit the first time? How many of us would have quit at the 9,999 point, not knowing that what we learned from those times would get us to the creation if we just did one more? Sometimes all it takes is one more. And next week, we're going to begin to talk about the attitudes and the visions of winners, because you'll never be a winner unless you see yourself as a winner. And you'll never be successful unless you have a, 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 an attitude of success and see yourself as a success. So, the first point to realize this morning is that everyone stumbles. The second point to realize is that you're not a failure when you fall. The third thing I want to share with you this morning is the most important, and it's to always remember don't quit. How many of you in this room play sports? How many of you know, how many of you have played sports on a, on a, on a high school or a, um, like a, a Pop Warner team or something like that, a local team, and don't play sports? One of the things you know is that you're working, for what, working towards whatever you're doing in practice. You practice, 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 practice. And then you have to know when you get out there in game time, no matter what mistakes you might make, you don't quit. You know who I think is a, is a current great example of that? It's Tom Brady. It's been said, I know, relax. <laughs> Joe Montana was asked, what does it feel like to be, uh, it was something like this, what does it feel like to be the greatest quarterback of all time? And he said, I don't know, ask Tom Brady. Joe Montana, now, you know, you would have to know, I mean, just a phenomenal quarterback for the 49ers. And he says, he looks at Tom Brady like that. And why? See, Tom Brady doesn't get everything right all the time. In fact, how many of you have seen Tom Brady have a bad game? But do you know? <laughs> but do you know something that's different about Tom Tom refuses to quit many times you and I get out there in the ring of life and we're in this fight and we've taken a lot of shots some of the greatest boxers and then some of the greatest movies that have been made have been made and and talked about the ones who take all the hits to wear the fighter out and then come in with the winning blow you ever seen the movie The Fighter? Little foul movie, but you know, uh, Dickie and Mickey from uh, from uh, from Boston, and and one of the things that you learn from these films is they take a lot of hits, but you know what? They end up getting that winning punch and they get the knockout and it's so important because sometimes you look at your life and you feel like you're the one on the ground and you just you have no strength, I'm just going to quit, I'll take the knockout and God is right there and the cloud of witnesses are right there and saying get back up, get back up, get back up and do it again but you and I we look out at the world, we watch TV and media and we see our world and we say the world is you know, it's all messed up and I don't know what to do but get back up get back up and do it again don't quit, you have not failed because you've fallen down. You only fail if you fall and refuse to get back up. There's got to be a strength inside of you, in this, inside this generation, that refuses to quit. The reason why fathers are walking out on their families is because they don't have this strength inside of them, and it's just easier to quit. I just had a friend two weeks ago I discovered. See, it used to be 50 years ago you left your wife for the mistress. Now you leave your wife for another man. I have a friend of mine, he went to Bible school, studied, you know, at seminary. His wife went to seminary. And, you know, I just found out a couple weeks ago that he left his wife, not to go be with a mistress, but to pursue a homosexual lifestyle. We're living in a crooked world. 50% of the marriages as of right now are breaking. And why is that happening? It's because people are choosing to quit rather than get back up. Nobody should have ever said marriage is going to be easy, and no one should have ever said being a part of family is going to be easy, but you know what? You fight the good fight of faith with the people you have around you, and you don't quit. We need to have a strength inside of us that the Holy Spirit is ready to give us, and it tells us and gives us strength to never quit no matter what comes our way. Hebrews 12, 1, our foundational scripture for today said, Therefore, since we are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Start to lay aside those things that are pulling you down. In every sin, start to lay aside the things that are causing you to stumble. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Don't quit. Many of you know the old phrase, Quitters never win and winners never. Okay, three of you have heard the old phrase. Win, uh, quitters never win and winners never quit. Never quit. I'm telling you this right now because there are some of you in this room right now who feel like you're in a fallen state. There are some of you in this room who need to know what to do when you feel like you've fallen. And there are some of you in this room right now who are a little bit too proud to realize you are fallible. And there's still some things that God needs to work out of you. And for all three, God loves every one of us. Because you know what? I'm in that mix somewhere. And I'm in all three of those mixes, to be truthful with you. I'm all three of those. And God is constantly reminding us that he will give us the strength to endure. So no matter where you are in your Christian walk, no matter what it is that you faced this past school year, you can be assured that God is with you. And don't ever quit and don't ever give up. Next week, come back, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna share two case studies with you from, uh, from the Bible. I'm gonna share the perspective of both Judas and Peter, two disciples of Jesus Christ, and yet two different lifestyles and two different outcomes. And I wanna share a little bit more about that with you next week in terms of seeing yourself as a winner. But what I want you to do right now is stand to your feet. I want you to raise your right hand. Some of you know I've shared this before. Sometimes with my children at home, with Lily, when I really want to teach her something, I'll teach her right now, raise your right hand and make this confession with me. Now, we don't often do this anymore, but when you go into a court of law, they actually still don't do it a whole lot in a court of law anymore but when you raise your right hand, it's a sign of oath. Or if you put your right hand over your heart, it's a sign that you're taking an oath. And also, I see it this morning as a sign that we're calling on heaven because we need some strength in our generation because we have fallen and we may continue to fall. We will continue to fall and make bad decisions. But that doesn't mean those bad decisions outweigh our good decisions. And so we need to learn we're not a failure. Say this with me I, I am not a, not a failure when I fall, when I, fall. I only fail. If I fall and refuse to get back up. So with the help of God, I will rise time and again. I will not quit. I will stay strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Now, lift both hands, and Father, I pray right now for each and every one of us in this room. we desperately need you. We need your help in this life, and you tell us that you 'll always be there. David said, because you 're at my right hand i 'm not going to be shaken, my heart is glad, and my tongue rejoices god you 're there for us right now, and I pray that as we reach out, that you would just uh, meet us right where we are, Father, gird us up and give us the strength to carry on and give us the strength to fight the good fight of faith and to run with endurance knowing that there are lays in store for us a crown of life if we don't quit. Remind us that there's more than what we can see right now. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, have a